4: Who's to blame? They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and find out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the death of Natalie Wood. Here's what you need to know. Forty years later, the tragic death of Hollywood icon Natalie Wood still sparks intrigue and stirs up conspiracy theories about what really happened one fateful night in the fall of 1981. Born as Natasha Gurdon to Russian immigrant parents in 1938, Wood was almost immediately thrust into the spotlight, landing her first acting role at the age of four, and going on to become an Oscar-nominated household name. She starred in classic films like Miracle on 34th Street, Rebel Without a Cause, Splendor in the Grass, and in a move that wouldn't fly today, played the iconic role of Maria in West Side Story. Wood was as famous as it gets, and of course that meant her personal life was often the subject of intense scrutiny and tabloid fodder. In 1957, at the age of 18, Wood married fellow actor Robert Wagner after a highly publicized romance. Five years later, they divorced, and Wagner later admitted that their divorce was due in part to rumors that Wood was having an affair with Warren Beatty, though the rumors were untrue. Other rumors suggested that Wood left Wagner after discovering him in bed with another man. Wood went on to marry producer Richard Gregson in 1969, and the two had a daughter, Natasha, the following year. Gregson had an affair that ended their marriage only three years later, which left the door open for Wood to reconnect with Wagner in 1972. In a storybook twist, the two remarried that year, and Wood gave birth to their daughter, Courtney, soon after. Wood and Wagner were frequent boaters and loved to visit Catalina Island. Following the Thanksgiving holiday in 1981, they set sail on their yacht named Splendor, along with Wood's co-star at the time, Christopher Walken, and the boat's captain, Dennis Deverne. On the night of November 28th, the foursome enjoyed a boozy dinner at Doug's Harbor Reef on Catalina, before heading back to the yacht. At around 11.05 p.m. after an admittedly heated exchange between Wagner and Walken that Wood had no part of, the two men realized that Wood was missing and began to look for her. They discovered that the boat's dinghy was missing and Wood was nowhere to be found. At 1.30 a.m., a a ship-to-shore call was made, and by 3.30 a.m., the Coast Guard had finally been alerted about Wood's disappearance. A tragic discovery was made around 8 a.m. that morning.
2: The Hollywood film star Natalie Wood has died, apparently, of drowning. News just coming in says her body was found floating in the sea in California, near an inflatable boat. She'd been missing for several hours and was found early this morning. The police say she'd gone out in the boat by herself and either slipped, fell, or jumped off. Miss Wood was 43.
4: Wood's body was found at Blue Cavern Point, an isolated cove about a mile south of where the Splendor was anchored. Fun Facts, AKA Death Stats. Natalie Wood's body was found on the morning of November 29th, 1981, after a rescue helicopter spotted her just beneath the water, her empty dinghy floating several hundred yards away. With us today we have producer Clayton Early.
1: Hello everyone.
4: Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello, hello. And our very special guest is Trevor Einhorn. Hi there. Hi Trevor. Uh Trevor's for all of our guests he's a returning guest. He was in our Jurassic Park episode. We <sighs> we really unpacked that episode, didn't we?
3: Yeah, that was something. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was heavy duty that stuck with me,
4: I still, um, but I we've still recovered have nightmares about that. yeah yeah we've we've thankfully recovered, and uh Trevor's back to do you know something near and dear to his heart. am I right trevor
3: uh yeah, well, first off, happy to be back, thanks for having me back. love the show, big fan, and uh can't wait to dive into some more um conspiracy death theories. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so Trevor we like to start our show by asking our guest, what is something that is recently alarming you what is something that's keeping you up at night
3: oh boy the media am I right now uh <laughs> keeping me up at night what is what is the uh get real I with went, us okay Just yeah I went, to the do- I went to the doctor for like a checkup first time in like a couple years and they do the wrap around the blood pressure thing and for whatever reason, maybe mm-hmm. I was a little nervous. It was high. oh. And he was like, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. But he makes me go buy one at home. He wants me to like monitor. It. He's like, it's a good thing to have anyways. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I've been checking it like a crazy person. <laughs> like you can't tell me something about, I'm going to obsess over it. So I've been checking it. Like I email him Five hours after the appointment, send him a photo. I email, He wanted me to give him updates. I tell him the next morning, I went on Friday by like Monday morning. He was like, all right, you're fine.
1: Uh, Return that so, thing. You don't yeah, need it.
3: That's what he said. He was like, you could put it away. Don't even email me anymore. You're totally good. But my, my brain can't process that I'm fine. So I'll be up at night being like, all right, uh, tomorrow's a good morning. I got to got to check my footprint. But I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm really just, it was a fluke. That's... Um. Luke accident. It went down right away.
4: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you survived the uh, blood pressure situation of uh, 2021. Yeah, it's mm. still keeping
3: me up at night, but I am okay.
4: Um, and I it's uh, good to hear that your doctor no longer wants to hear from you.
3: No more correspondence. He is, no. done, with, he is done with me. <laughs>
4: Lose my email.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, that's just the perfect segue into uh, Natalie Wood and and the mysterious death yeah, surrounding her. blood
3: pressure. Yeah. You know?
4: uh exactly because had we been there our blood pressure would have been high because we would have been watching uh making sure she was okay i guess um
0: mm-hmm.
4: i'm terrible at segues is the the thing but i thought you, I thought you had it there that was a good one <laughs> We would have I'm been stressed. Watching. If I'm we feeling stressed. There, we
0: would have, if we were there, if we were there, we'd have had high blood pressure. I thought that was. That's good. right. That's yeah. right.
4: Mm-hmm. Let's dive in and let's start putting things up on the board because there's a lot to cover. Now we can start off with bad weather conditions. Why not? Right. Let's set the set the mood. Let's set what was going on. From Mother nature. November,
3: up there. November 28th. It's a fall fall in Catalina. It's not going to be pretty. No. Not going to be pretty. stale.
4: Yeah, Trevor, tell us. Are, you're a, you know, our listeners might not know this, but you're a, you're a native uh, Los Angelino. Oh, oh
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are a, a You know, you've been. You're just like Natalie Wood. You've been oh. in Hollywood mm. since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, in the biz, as they say. Uh, have you ever been to Catalina Island?
3: And you said you were bad at segues. That was the best <laughs> <laughs> That was the best segue I've heard. Um, I have been to Catalina, and uh, I remember, like, the first time I went to Catalina, I was actually, like, excited because I thought it was going to be, I heard a lot about it from Old Hollywood, just, like, this glamorous place that you could get to 45 minutes from Long Beach if you take the ferry out. And it was, it was great. Um, but it just feels stuck in a time a little bit and not necessarily like a great time. Like they, uh, they know they got you when, when you're there, they don't need to change that much. Like when you're there, there's nowhere else to go. You're in Catalina. So I had fun, but they do harp with the Natalie Wood story. Like they harp on the booziness of everybody pretty heavily. And I would say that like the second you get off the boat, There isn't a place that you can't get a drink. I do do think they push the booze pretty heavily. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that adds up. Yeah. So So it's a wet uh, wet island. It's a real wet island. Oh, yeah. Nice.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you're saying we should maybe start with uh, alcohol. Well, let's start with bad weather conditions and then we'll get to the alcohol. Yeah.
3: I don't like alcohol, to be honest. I think that's a cover up. Right. It's too easy. Feels too easy.
4: Yeah. So this is according to Harper's Bazaar. In the interview, Christopher Walken said, "Per the Hollywood Reporter, anybody there saw the logistics of the boat that night, where we were, that it was raining, and you know exactly what happened." You Can hear I, about?
0: Sorry, Rebecca, I would never insist on this, but I actually do a Christopher Walken impression. Can I read oh. the quote oh. uh, as Walken? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> anybody there saw the logistics of the boat the night where we were? <laughs> I regret this People can't see our faces
4: but... <laughs> We're all biting our lips it's our bit, blood, Get it's out
0: a, that blood pressure okay, thing It's, it's a bit rusty uh, You hear about Things happening to people <laughs> And I'm sorry
3: Rebecca I would never do this But I do an impression of Chris Doing an impression of Christopher Walken Okay. I also read the quote Okay okay You see the position of the boat and you hear the logistics. I regret this immediately. Who did it better? Who <laughs> yeah. did it better?
4: I think Trevor. I think Trevor did Chris.
1: Trevor's the seasoned better. Angelino actor, so we'll have to give it to Trevor on this
4: one. Okay, I'll start over. I'll. Sorry, guys, you lost your reading job. That's uh, okay. Anybody there saw the logistics of the boat that night, where we were, that it was raining, and you know exactly what happened. You hear about things happening to people, they slip in the bathtub, fall down the stairs, step off the curb in London because they think the cars come the other way, and they die. "'You feel you want to die making an effort at something, and you don't want to die in some unnecessary way. "'What happened that night only she knows, because she was alone. "'She had gone to bed before us, and her room was at the back. "'A dinghy was bouncing against the side of the boat, and I think she went out to move it. "'There was a ski ramp that was partially in the water. "'It was slippery. I had walked on it myself.' She had told me she couldn't swim. In fact, that they had cut a swimming scene from Brainstorm. She was probably half asleep and she was wearing a coat. In the HBO documentary, Natalie Wood, The Remains Behind, Natalie's daughter and Wagner recall that Natalie frequently complained about the sound of the dinghy uh, the sound the dinghy made when it hit up against the side of the boat because she was very sensitive to noise and how it would not be unusual for her to get up and adjust it so that she could sleep.
0: That's pretty convincing to me. Yeah.
4: Like, oh, really? I, so case closed? N- yeah, no, we can no. stop recording.
0: <laughs> you guys can stop Going recording. Out. I'll finish. I'll wrap this up. You guys, because it was nice to see everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped – now I've tried the end of a podcast two ways, by <laughs> impersonating Christopher Walken and just asking – no, I was just saying, like, things – like, the alcohol, the dinghy making the mm-hmm. noise, you're drunk, you're tired, you, you're, your eyes are adjusting to whatever light there is, mm-hmm. the boat is rocking, if you're trying to move the dinghy, I could. you're lunging and, and moving in weird directions, it just seems likely that you could – fall in and i I don't know
4: interesting what do you think trevor
3: i think that well this is just starting the list right but like the timeline of when this theory came up is what's annoying to me it's like uh the whole reason behind all these things like that is a really good convincing answer and Mm -hmm. i actually believe it because that is a motive for her to get up get out move something but like that theory didn't even hit the press until like, I think 40 years, like 30 years later. Um, hmm. So that's what's, that's what's scary to me about it. But I do like that story that does make sense to me. Like yeah, the had- a
1: convenient story for that. I mean, this is speculative, but like, it certainly takes care of some people's like, suspicions in a very clean tidy way.
4: Sure. This is this is the theory and this is the excuse that um the you know her her husband at the time, her do- her daughter um gave. Uh they had 30 years of uh I would say brainstorming um yeah. to work out the kinks. Yeah. You know? And it yeah, you're right. It, it it does sound, you know, it could have been an accident absolutely.
3: Yeah, but and like discuss- Chris, it, they're really believable in, in that doc. Like, I mean, like they're when, a
4: family of actors. Great, great actors.
3: <sighs> that's Come tough. On. That's <laughs> tough to say. Come on. Let's blame acting. Acting should be on the list. <laughs> okay. Sure. Put, put it up right. there. <laughs> great performances should be on the list. That's a good segue for, uh, for me, talking
0: of great performances. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> if you're too let's-
0: convincing, nobody's going to believe what the truth is. Is that yeah. no, the- I mean,
4: look, we're, assu- you know, again, this is all like a lot of nobody knows what actually happened that, that night. These these kind of episodes are hard when they're a mystery mm. because we have no, you know, you, we, we want the like found footage of the mm-hmm. accident, you know, and we just right. don't have it. We want the forensic evidence and it's just not there. So, you know, we're going to do our best and we're going to try and. there's a lot of biased opinions and uh, out there, but we're going to, you know, we're going to discuss them all. We're going to discuss them all.
3: uh, Yeah. Let's see. Can we put report? Like, what is it like when, uh, when there's different report, like different interview, what is it called? Like when someone gives a, not a confession, but like different alibis of, yeah. Conflicting Mm, conflicting alibis alibis. and uh, no due diligence of adding that up in a timely manner. Mm. (laughs) Well, yeah. Do we have a long enough board for that? (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. We're (laughs) actually out of dry erase paper in the middle of the.
4: (laughs) So let's go ahead and put alcohol up on the board. And, you know, when I posed this question of who our listeners thought was to blame, a lot of people uh, said alcohol. Uh, Again, like Trevor said, it feels like an easier, you know, out and uh, let's let's read some uh, stuff here. The autopsy revealed that she had bruised her left cheek in the fall, possibly being rendered temporarily unconscious. Miss Wood's, Woods' blood alcohol level was 0.14 percent, the result of having consumed seven or eight glasses of wine during the evening. A person is considered under the influence of alcohol at 0.10 percent. Doctor Noguchi speculated that Miss Wood slight level of intoxication had been a contributing factor to her death. According to Harper's Bazaar, Don Whiting, the night manager of the restaurant, later said he was worried that all four were too intoxicated to make it back to the boat safely in their dinghy after the meal and even went so far as to ask Kirk Craig of the Harbor Patrol to make sure the group made it safely back to their yacht. When they left the restaurant at 10.30 p.m., the toxicology report released after Wood's death revealed that the actress had a blood alcohol of content of 0.14% at the time of her death. So, slightly intoxicated. Mm. I'm not I mean, point 10 and 0.14. I mean, they they seem like she's it's, it's just slightly over, right? Yeah. What they say is intoxicated. Although it does say here that it's eight to seven 7 to glasses. 8 glasses.
1: That's like <laughs> Almost two bottles. of yeah, wine. Yeah,
4: that's a lot of wine.
1: <laughs> you're you're pretty happy.
3: After. And they also said something like she had uh, like a I don't know if it was a sleeping pill, but something else that might have elevated her
4: mm.
3: like uh, stuff too, like some sort of medication.
4: So they're drunk. They're uh, they're they're in the. I mean, I'm from Florida, and the number one rule is don't drink and boat. Everyone mm-hmm. does it. <laughs>
1: Everyone right. does it. No one's following that rule. How funny!
4: <laughs> it's yeah. the number one rule that nobody follows. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you know, you're mixing alcohol and water on on a boat, right? Pretty dangerous. So, of course, was alcohol to blame? You know, and, and not just that, but tensions were high. You know, there are report. And we'll get to this. There are reports of of, of them fighting. You know, mm-hmm. and we we know what alcohol can do. You know. Just either makes you ha- really happy or real angry.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The difference here, though, is that at least they, unlike many people uh, across the country, had a like a proper captain who wasn't drinking. Right? right?
4: This one was. That's what we
1: think. That's yeah. what we think. That's yeah. Speculation.
3: Yeah, and what is what was the meal? We don't talk about the meal enough. What if what if oh, the yeah. meal was? Was causing some stuff, you know.
4: Maybe it was too light. Maybe she wasn't eating enough, um, or maybe they weren't eating as much as they should have been. Were they holding
3: leftovers? These are things I want. Was there (laughs) enough breadsticks? You know, like maybe it wasn't that they were too drunk. Maybe they didn't get enough food at the restaurant. She was trying to go
1: back to the restaurant and get some breadsticks. Yeah, and they were like, "No, (laughs) terrible. We're watching you from here."
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) But it is interesting that, the, it, you know, the, the manager of the restaurant was concerned. Th- these people are drunk and they're going to go on a dinghy back on a boat. So let's make sure they get there at least so that they're probably not liable for, you know. So what's, what's wild about this mystery and, and this death is, you know, how, how it was known publicly that she was afraid of water.
0: Yeah. Specifically There's- dark, dark water
4: specifically dark water so why don't we put up dark water superstition up on the board
0: yeah and that came from her mother who had uh i guess an interaction with a gypsy or something at one point and yes the the, the gypsy said that that natalie would die by dark waters right chris don't you do an impression of the gypsy
4: Let's
3: hear One of it. my favorites. I,
0: yeah. I, I,
1: okay, Natalie
4: I Wood's Mom's, Mom's gypsy. gypsy. You yeah. might get
1: yourself in trouble, so tread
0: carefully.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. Uh, I, instead, <laughs> I'm going
0: I to... Teed up. I was I was ready to go. <laughs> get... <laughs> this is for the best, though. Let's just yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Instead, I'm going to
4: read this uh, uh, little uh, snippet from uh, the uh, Huffington Post article. Uh, Natalie's mother, Maria Stepan- Stepanovna, I'm probably saying that right, was a superstitious woman who had been told by a fortune teller to fear dark waters. As a child, Natalie was terrified of water, and her fear was intensified by several mysterious water-related accidents on movie sets. While shooting The Green Promise, young Natalie had to walk over the bridge during a thunderstorm. When she did, the technician flipped a switch prematurely, and the bridge collapsed, throwing Natalie into the treacherous waters and breaking her wrist. The Daily Mail said Natalie's sister, Lana Wood, told TMZ it gave Natalie a great fear. She hated the water. She couldn't even go into her own pool at home. Counter-argument, the HBO documentary features several clips of Natalie happily playing in her backyard pool. Natasha, Natalie's daughter, asks, who isn't afraid of dark waters?
1: Can I just say, in response to this, just we should just put it in there as an honor of this episode. I watched one of my favorite Natalie Wood films, which is The Great Race, last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, it is a slapstick, wonderful film. And she, there is a scene where she is. I mean, first of all, there's long scenes that takes place over the ocean where she's standing in water, and then there's a scene where she's swimming in a lake and like walks out in her like little, you know, swimsuit. Um, For someone who is allegedly terrified of water, there's even more photographic evidence that she's happily... And it was like a lake. It wasn't just a pool. She's in like a dark lake.
3: If you're terrified of of water, you don't have a boat. (laughs) Right. You don't go on your boat that you own.
0: I I, I think this is something... I totally agree with both of you guys and where this direction of this conversation is going. I think that this is something that's lost in sort of like... Translation or just, um, not translation, just mean, um, it's sort of semantics. It's like she was, maybe she was afraid of dying in dark water and that was something that she carried around with her. But Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference between that and a phobia, like a fear, like a fear that is present every time you see something. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I also right. like
3: just don't get the argument behind it. It's so counteractive. You're saying that she's afraid of water, but she also was willing to go to the edge of the boat to get the dinghy. <laughs> yeah, like right, right. what are we talking about? Right. Like it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Well, we don't it, know if she was actually going to get the dinghy. Oh no, I know. I'm just saying, like the argue, or or like stop the dinghy from making right. Noise but but, the but boat. all of that
4: all of that is also coming from the you know camp of Wagner right
3: right yeah right. but isn't he also part of the she was afraid of water theory no he oh, was not so he's this like is totally
4: separate and apart. this is
1: the mom's superstition this yes. is like how you better watch out for this gypsy thing gypsy that, water yeah. gypsy yes
4: water. and and let's talk about the mom because it's a, she's an interesting uh character or, or person in her life mm-hmm. um uh, and and perhaps we should put actually go ahead and put her mom and uh, childhood trauma up on the board. This is according to Variety. From early childhood, Wood's mother had filled her with fear of dark water because a fortune teller had prophesized that M- Maria would drown, and she transferred this and many other fears to her child. When filming The Green Promise as a 10-year-old, Wood was terrified to play a scene in which she had to cross a bridge over raging water. This is, again, the the scene. A bridge that was rigged to collapse the moment she reached safety. Her mother assured her that it would be perfectly safe. When she reached the midpoint of the bridge, it collapsed, and she was thrown into the water, barely clinging to part of the bridge. Dr. William D. Russell yelled, Keep the cameras rolling! I mean, mm. this is director, sorry, not doctor. Director William D. Russell yelled, keep the cameras rolling, while the terrified child with a broken left wrist struggled in the water. You know, as we know, she was a, a child actor. She was, and at this time in Hollywood, they were pretty much owned by these studios mm-hmm. and pretty much told what to do, when when to show up, what movie, you know, they had no control over or artistic their artistic choices um you know it, it was a different industry I'll continue yeah. uh her fear of water became such a phobia that friends and family recall she was afraid to have her hair washed and had recurring nightmares about drowning. And again, at the age of 14, because of a last-minute script change, she was given a choice of jumping off the back of a boat or losing her role in the star with Betty Davis. She jumped and immediately became hysterical. And it continues. Finstead's in- insistent pursuit of this and other themes from Wood's childhood gives validity to her thesis that Wood was her mother's creation. Maria transformed the child from Natasha Sa- Zakarenko— into the movie star Natalie Wood by brainwashing her daughter with fantasies and fears. According to this telling, Maria was the stage mother from hell who manipulated her aspect of her chi- uh, every aspect of her child's behavior and pushed aside all else, including her other two daughters, to, pur- to pursue Wood's success. She forced the child to curry fa- favor and, uh, with powerful people and threatened her with punishment if she forgot her lines. The book says that Maria set up her 15-year-old daughter to be seduced by 38-year-old Frank Sinatra. Her mother was a pimp, noted one friend in disgust. Two years later, Maria looked the other way while Wood had an affair with 43-year-old Nicholas Ray that landed her the starring role in Ray's film Rebel Without a Cause, which launched Wood's adult career.
3: So, I mean, we got to put Dark Water Stage Mom as as (laughs) uh, on the list like this is just too many facts uh it's just building bad parenting
4: yep i mean in in learning about natalie wood and you know her career i mean she was obviously a really great actor and um i i i got really sad kind of learning about just her childhood and what 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 her upbringing must have been like you know she was the the sole breadwinner for much of her childhood for her family you know she had this this very controlling mother stage mom who you know put her in these situations that um as a child she probably didn't want to do and then and then on top of that you know the 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 brainwashing or not not the brainwashing but the you know how do I say this but like the pushing her to be make herself favorable to all of these men directors. Grooming,
3: yeah. Exactly.
4: And that's
0: that's where I was going to go. I think that, you know, you can blame the mom for sort of not protecting her in certain ways and, and also sort of forcing her to work and, you know, just being sort of a taskmaster. But you have to sort of also put up there sort of just Hollywood misogyny, I think. Because totally. Because hmm. what, what you got there is, first of all, the fact that there was certain a certain expectation that you know women had to um had some kind of role to fill and the, that these men could sort of take advantage of them i mean the, the story about uh rebel without a cause was like pretty disturbing i mean she's like a young woman i think she's what 16 or something yes and, she's and, and the director when, took the director yeah, took she's her 15 up to, when uh, she
4: uh has a, an affair she's seduced by frank sinatra and then uh, two years later, so 17. So this is child. This is, uh, you know, this is rape. My point
0: right? is that this is, yes. And my point is also that this is, this is like socially acceptable behavior of that time. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's most disturbing. And to me, I would say that has to do with the sort of male dominated workplace. Uh, in the same uh, way that she
1: would get injured on a set, like fall off a bridge that wasn't supposed to collapse. Exactly. And just like, keep rolling. It's yes. like just a disregard for human like well being, especially female.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I think um, Hollywood misogyny is a very good uh, thing to add to the list because like, I think that plays into a lot of like the cover up (laughs) of this, like Mm. her just being Mm -hmm. a Hollywood starlet and like them just having convenient answers for things. It just feels like that is a big part of that big umbrella to protect, you know, Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken a little bit more. Mm.
4: Let's let's put Wagner up on the board. Yeah. So Natalie Wood's sister, Lana, uh, has pointed fingers at Wagner for years and is estranged from Natalie's daughter, Natasha and Courtney. Captain of the yacht, Dennis DeVern, published a book, Goodbye, Natalie, Goodbye, Splendor, in 2009 that accused Wagner as well. This is the captain. According to a Vanity Fair article, in 2011, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department reopened its investigation into Wood's death after Splendor Captain Dennis DeVern claimed he had heard Wood and Wagner arguing the night of Wood's death. Later, the coroner changed Wood's cause of death to drowning and other undetermined factors. New witnesses led police to reclassify Wood's death as suspicious. In 2018, Wagner was named a person of interest by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and Natalie's own sister, Lana Wood, has spent years publicly sharing her doubts that Wood's death was an accident and demanding that Wagner, her brother-in-law, tell the truth for once and for all. According to Dennis DeVerne, captain of the yacht, Wagner became agitated and jealous of Walkin. Which was on the boat, Christopher Walken. Remember Chris's impression? That's my side notes, not not uh, what I'm reading. Oh, they didn't. They haven't heard
0: my impression. I was. I thought the Vanity Fair was.
4: <laughs> they, yeah, they quoted your impression in the Jacksonville at Times or whatever. So he was jealous of Walken and became convinced that he wanted to sleep with his wife. Duvern wrote in his 2009 tell-all that Wagner became so angry that he smashed a bottle of wine on the table in the Yacht's main Salon causing everybody to shield themselves from the broken glass. Walken became upset, retreated to his stateroom while Wagner chased wood into the master stateroom to continue the argument. Deverne said that he also heard them arguing on the aft deck of the boat. Shortly after that, Wagner told them that wood was missing. Uh, this is what Deverne said. At first Deverne searched the boat to see whether Natalie was somewhere on the on board. And he wanted to turn on the spotlight to see if she was in the water but Wagner told him not to. After 4 hours, Deverne finally called the coast guard. He says he truly regrets waiting so long. So, it goes on and um there there are other claims by other people who were in, in boats around that was near were nearby the splendor that night. This is according to Inside Edition, one witness says who kept quiet until now says he heard a woman in the water, crying for help on the fateful night. Marilyn Wayne told 48 Hours Mystery, I heard a woman calling for help. Help me, somebody, help me, I'm drowning. Wayne said that her yacht was moored 50 yards from the Splendor. The boat where Wood was parting with husband Robert Wagner and actor Christopher Walken of Catalina Island over Thanksgiving weekend in 1981. The New People magazine says that three days after Wood's death, Wayne says she found a hand-scribbled note in her mailbox that read, If you value your life, keep quiet about what you know. Another new development comes from the Splendor's captain, uh, Dennis DeVerne, in his just-released book. He describes an explosive fight on board with a jealous Wagner, upset because he thought his wife was flirting with Walken, and he screamed at Wood, Get off my boat. Apparently after all of this went down, the, the everything went quiet. So he was having a fight with Wood in the back of the boat. He said, get off my boat, and then everything went quiet.
3: I I I mean, I want to put first off, I think everyone that was on the boat should be on the list, no matter mm. what. Deverne throw them up there, yeah. Deverne, Wagner, and Walken. And like even just hearing these stories, I'm like. Horrible captain. No, at, at a certain point, your responsibility as a captain is to take control of everything on the boat, especially in emergency situations. For you to just say, I'm going to put the searchlight on, and someone goes, No, and you go, Okay. For two for four hours, I'm right? The captain is in charge yeah. of no
1: matter how big your client is. A captain, yeah. Is the captain.
3: It's like the, I I just blame bad captain a little bit. I, I'm not saying that he's responsible for the death, but I am saying he's not doing a great job helping the situation, um, especially with all these new claims and books. Like where was that forty years ago?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. I I think that it's. It, it's it boggles me. Like, so someone goes missing on a boat. You search it. It takes you what five minutes?
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Or you just, just search like the boat start for five minutes. The search. Yeah.
4: And then you turn on the lights to see if they're around in the water.
1: And the boat's not. I mean, I'm sure it was a nice boat, but it's not a freaking like cruise ship. Like no. you can no. search it pretty quickly and realize five someone's minutes. not on the boat.
4: I could do it in five minutes.
3: No, th- there, wasn't the, there was not no mystery that she wasn't on the boat. That was not the mystery for them in their claim. They were like, we knew she wasn't on the boat, but it took us two and a half hours to call the Coast Guard is the issue. Right. Yeah. So they, if they knew right away, why didn't they call right away? Or well, why didn't they start the search right away? That is the big question.
4: Well, apparently, from what I heard, they, they called the harbor patrol which is different than the coast guard but the harbor patrol never picked up so i don't know where the harbor patrol was
3: very convenient
4: <laughs> some you know I, I i heard on a podcast that they said that uh, the harbor patrol was uh perhaps it, it's possible that they had been partying at one of the <laughs> parties
0: mm-hmm. nearby oh, that's wrapped into we'll throw the harbor patrol up there and uh, and also that restaurant into alcohol too yeah, we got to throw the the restaurant. Throw the restaurant up yeah. there too. Why don't
4: we just call it the Catalina uh, Lifestyle?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> well, and that includes the par patrol and the restaurant yeah. and just the whole. Okay,
4: yeah,
3: all, just the all partying, the Catalina you know. fans of this podcast are going to be pretty upset about that. <laughs> are they? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. Need to check I need... That off the list. No, they're really all drunk quickly. and partying yeah. and not answering right. the phones. Yeah, <laughs> they're not downloading this podcast. <laughs>
4: Um, so we we have that you know uh, um, uh, we had a listener suggestion come from Amanda P Monty and they also had your take Trevor uh, spicy take Amanda says uh, Christopher Walken put them on the board if Natalie and RJ didn't entertain him on her boat that weekend she wouldn't have ended up in the water
0: mm.
4: yeah I did it's like. This is such
3: a, I mean, there are so many factors and there are so many things that tie into so many things. It really is a hard one to like, we can make a huge list of a lot of different things. Yeah, Um, It's really hard to narrow it down to like where my focus goes. When you're absent
0: of fact, you know, anything, it sort of opens up the the dark waters of possibilities. (laughs) Nice, that's a good segue. But also it is really interesting that, Uh, There
3: are a lot of people willing to put their reputations constantly on the line for this story, even the LAPD to reopen the case in 2018 and to like name a person of interest is not like an easy thing to do or should be taken. So it's like, there is weight to this stuff. There is a reason why people are willing to continue to go to bat and risk their reputation for it. I think a lot of people believe that there was a disservice done at the time of mm-hmm. you know the yeah. death.
4: Well, you know, I, I think that's a really good point, Trevor. And I think that, you know, the the last thing I kind of wanted to put up on the board, aside from, you know, perhaps she drowned, right? Which I think yeah, we should, should, should put up on, on the board. There too. Yeah. Um I, I, I we we should also put up covering up involve a cover up involving Dr. Naguchi.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
4: So this is from Natalie Wood, a book by Suzanne Finstead. Dr. Michael Franco may be able to provide a missing link. Franco, a family medicine specialist in Los Angeles, was an intern at the L.A. coroner's office when Natalie Wood's body was flown to Los Angeles County and USC Medical Center from Catalina. As a volunteer intern in 1981, he wasn't listed as coroner's employee and therefore would not have been questioned. Franco observed that he was certain a critical physical evidence on Natalie's body that establishes her death was a homicide. For 40 years, Franco has kept silent, not wanting to be pulled into a media circus. After decades of reflection and my persuasion, he decided that coming forward was the right thing to do. What Franco observed and found suspicious were the bruises on natalie 's interior thighs and shins bruises he described as friction burns. He told me that uh, what struck him as wrong I remember the uh, I remember the situation where, in the opposite direction of somebody trying to get onto a boat, it was almost like somebody being pushed off, and because of the significant amount of bruising in the lower anterior thighs and shin. That's what caught my attention. She would have had to have been pushed forcefully off, or there was a force that was pulling her off or something. The amount of noticeable bruising to the thigh shouldn't have been there. Franco took it up with Dr. Noguchi. I mentioned uh, to him the abrasions on Natalie. I told him I was having trouble understanding them. I said that they seemed to be in the opposite direction of what one would expect as to her cause of death. I remember when I told him who I was, he hesitantly stopped doing what he was doing, looked up at me, nodded his head, didn't say anything, and then he continued doing what he had been doing. What he said was, some things are best left unsaid.
0: Oh, I don't know about
3: that. (laughs) No, I know. Chris is not trusting. No, I don't trust it either. I mean... I, I don't know why none of these stories don't have a drowning specialist backing up any of these claims. Mm-hmm. Like none of these articles go to an outside source saying, how would you investigate this? It's always hearsay of the people somewhat involved. It's very close to home. It's not a wide reach out. Um, mm-hmm. But but I, you know, like. I don't know, it's rocky in, uh, like, it's coral reefs in Catalina. Like, I don't know enough about bruising or (laughs) dark water to really um, add something to that claim. But if the evidence was that sure, if he was that sure of it then, it should have been brought to light then. It
4: should have been pursued, yeah. Mm -hmm. That
0: that sounds right.
4: Let's take a quick break and... Uh, After that break, we'll start knocking things off the list. Can't wait.
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay,
0: we're back. Chris. Okay, Okay, who's to blame for the death of Natalie Wood? Bad weather conditions, acting and other great performances, alcohol, dark water superstition, Natalie Wood's mother... Hollywood Misogyny, Robert Wagner, Deverne Walken Wagner, The Whole Boat Crew, Captain Deverne's Timid Captaining, Catalina Lifestyle, Christopher Walken, Drowning, or a cover-up from Dr. Noguchi.
4: Thank you, Chris. Okay, so, pretty long list. Not the longest we've ever had, shockingly.
3: Should we – sorry to do this. uh, This is is really bad. Should we add the boat just because – like unstable boat, like just in case she was thrown off by the boat itself? Is that a possibility? Well, that that that
0: would be probably the weather,
3: right? So the choppy water. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Thank you, Chris.
4: We'll fold that right in. We'll put it on the list, and then we'll fold it right into bad weather conditions.
3: Yep, that's great.
0: (laughs) Good job. Yeah, good.
4: So – I guess right off the bat, we could probably take off acting and other great performances. And because... with that,
0: Christopher Walken, probably, <laughs> he should probably come off too, not only because he's a great actor, but because there's just not enough evidence to suggest mm-hmm. that he I
3: also, I also think that at this point, um, someone would have spilled more about what Walken knows. Like he's in the limelight so much that like, it, how do you not go to set and go, so tell me what happened. Right. I, I believe
4: he famously does not speak about it.
3: I know, but like, but he might, but he but might he, get Trevor in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I bring my blood pressure monitor,
0: someone <laughs> will, someone will start talking. Do my impression, do my impression of him and tell him that and, and see if that cracks, cracks yeah. the facade. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I have another
3: Chris that does an impression of you. <laughs> and then I do an impression of that Chris doing an impression of you. So here it he goes.
4: <laughs> that's I'm good trevor right. um yeah. you, i will say this though i i do feel as a as someone who was on the boat at the time of the disappearance we perhaps should keep him on because i yeah. don't know perhaps they could have done more perhaps uh i don't know if if i'm on a i'm trying to put myself in his shoes if i'm on a boat with you know it's just me uh, Trevor and uh, his wife Alex. <laughs> whoa!
3: Wow! <laughs> what kind of boat is this?
4: It's a it's a big one. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's an awesome yeah. boat. It's big Trevor's okay, cool. boat. Cool,
0: cool. cool.
4: <laughs> and uh, uh, and Alex goes missing. I don't know. And Trevor's like, "Eh, we'll find her in the morning." I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!"
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. She's, been, going afraid did, of, she's yeah. been afraid of dark water her whole life. Don't worry about it. She's probably in one of the other cabins. <laughs> did you search the boat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got to go to bed. We had eight bottles <laughs> wait, of wine. Wait,
4: wait, wait. Trevor, let's no, at least I'll turn the, to the lights on. Captain let's Rebe- talk. No, turn the lights off. That's
1: Trevor's an angry, <laughs> an angry drunk. She's an angry drunk.
4: I don't, it just, it, it blows my mind. It blows yeah. my mind. No,
3: even no. if even
4: if you give me the excuse of like, oh, she, maybe she took the dinghy, you know, back to the restaurant to get more breadsticks. Keep
3: acting and Christopher Walken on the list because like if if we wind up with another person on the boat, they were acting to the police about what actually happened. Interesting. Well, we sorry, still have them
4: grouped sorry.
1: together. We still oh, have yeah. DeVerne, Walken, and Wagner as a whole. Oh, great crew. They're still great. on the list. Okay, okay. they're still so,
4: like, So let's keep walking on the list for now. Um, I think that we can take the dark water superstition off. I I don't You know, I'm not. That's more just
1: like an inevitability. If that really is a true superstition, like uh, what you call prediction, then
3: that's just. Yeah. And let's take, uh, we got to take her mom off too. She wasn't even in Catalina. If, she we're was. Being, if we're being <laughs> real right now, I wasn't in Catalina.
4: Yeah, although the, the childhood trauma might have contributed to, uh, I don't know. It, it's hard. We Bad all have decisions. childhood trauma, right? Bad decisions, but, but you know, yeah. she was
3: the one on the
1: boat. In but Georgia. is
3: everyone, ru- like, I, I'm, this is probably a sensitive subject, but suicide has been ruled out, correct? Like, uh, Oh,
4: I, I believe the that yeah, like even Robert Wagner, when asked by police if she was suicidal, he said absolutely not. Okay. Mm. So it doesn't seem to be on the table.
3: And I trust him on everything. Yeah. He says.
4: <laughs> well,
3: what's hear curious? What he said about the murder. Yeah. <laughs> well, suicide. Uh, you got to believe the guy.
4: <laughs> well, if if he, I guess if he was trying to cover it up, it, that would have been an easy, yeah, sure answer. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was suicidal um she probably you know now that's a good jumped robert off.
3: wagner impression <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of which i feel like we can take hollywood misogyny off
3: i don't
4: the board. think no, so no keep no, up. no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Careful you, i mean
1: you keep no that i that up there you can slap it all you want, but you think that she died because of
3: misogyny? It's
4: possible. i I think that the cover, not, up,
3: wow. that the yeah. cover up could be just responsible sh- for getting to the truth of her death. Yes, but that's not the cause of her death. No, no, no. Well, that is we'll what see. We're here we'll to see. Do. It's a we'll b- see.
0: There, it's a big conditional. You're basically saying if there was a murder, there would be a cover up, and the root of that cover up is is sort
3: yes.
4: of. Yes, I'm just saying in- it was two guys on the boat, Massage. and a woman goes missing. Three guys. I'm sorry. Three guys on a boat. A woman mm-hmm. goes missing and they're like, let's just wait.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, with you. I mean, it's going to be, I don't know how, who to take off next, except for maybe Cal, Catalina Lifestyle.
4: <laughs> yeah. They, they
0: and they bad cover the up of bad Doc, weather? Do, the cover-up from Dr. Noguchi is a little thin for me.
4: Personally. Yeah.
3: Okay. okay. I, let's take, let's off. take those off. I have wanted to take off alcohol. Um, yeah, yeah, but but that is very controversial. It is like literally the main thing that everyone leans on is that they were very boozed up, and that totally led to. But I don't believe that that is, that's too convenient. Um, well, you
1: can't blame, I mean, like, unless someone forced alcohol down your throat, yeah, it's like you can't blame the alcohol for, I mean, you're the one who's drinking it, you know that uh, it messes with your your judgment. And it may be a contributing factor, but if you ultimately consume a bunch of alcohol and then have a freak accident and die, then it's kind of on you.
4: Mm-hmm. But here's why I don't buy the alcohol theory. I don't buy that it's the first time they went to this restaurant and drank a bunch of bottles of wine and then came back to the boat and like, you know, sure, hung out. Sure. I'm sure this is they they went to Catalina Island supposedly like every holiday, every weekend, mm-hmm. every chance they got. And you're telling me that this was the first time that they 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 drank a lot of alcohol on the boat? No. Yeah. It
0: just
3: wasn't that it doesn't off. mean I mean that doesn't mean that like I mean maybe they were very lucky before. Like alcohol does, you know, oh, It does. Just let's all drink responsibly. Yes, don't
4: drink, and boat, don't, don't drink and boat. The number mm-hmm. one rule.
3: Number one rule. I just don't like how much they lean on it for right. all the story. I don't like that they blame her drinking for her death because it feels like they're that out of all the things that were the problem there. Um to me that feels like the least of our <laughs> our worries, yeah. you know, like that's, that's I, feel the like, problem.
1: I feel like I feel like in that same light drowning just like as a general concept is kind of hard to like pinpoint for like the blame of this an accident
4: what- you know perhaps it should be renamed as an accident. Mm-hmm. Was it an accidental drowning
1: mm-hmm. um,
4: Now I think we can take bad weather conditions off.
1: Mm-hmm. I do
4: think that we can uh, take the uh, uh, Captain Deverne's, well I mean timid captaining. I mean, not great captaining, but we we can take it out. It wasn't like a...
1: Okay. Sure, it wasn't a big thing to talk
4: um, about. So what we have up on the board are Hollywood misogyny, Ro- Robert Wagner, Deverne, Wa- so all the, the boat crew, and mm-hmm. accidental drowning. Oh. That's what we have left. What do we think mm-hmm. uh, this should is, be sent?
0: It's <laughs> tough because we're in a position where we might be actually, you know... I mean, we've got to bring the hammer down. If somebody we feel is responsible, we've got to say who it is, I guess. It's I just- mean,
3: my whole life I, uh, of, of even digging into this, I thought that it was Robert Wagner. Mm-hmm. But uh, recently, like with all like the recent stuff, even them reopening the case and him being a person of interest, I can't, like there isn't enough. For me to really get behind that, like, mm. there is there is not enough. And, and anytime that I actually read or hear him talk about it. I don't know if th- this shouldn't be fair, but like, I don't see murder, you know, like, I don't see, mm. but, but I, I you I see good know. acting. See good acting. Yeah, that's the problem. I, yeah. I feel
1: like that I mean, to that point and the fact that there is so much speculation yeah. and so much time between what happened and it's kind of like we'll just it's truly will always be one those mysteries that we'll never know. Yeah. You'd really have to kind of spread the blame out on all the people who were there who could have actually I mean that's where I'm leaning. All yeah. of them are somewhat I, responsible.
4: Here's the thing, we it's all alleged we'll never know what actually happened, and it's not fair to be like, okay, well he definitely did it, you know. It's it's speculation. You know, yeah. we don't know. But right. what really irks me about this case is how long they waited to call the Coast Guard and how little they did to try and find her if she was missing.
3: That is a fact that
4: I can get behind.
3: If she was
4: still alive,
3: you waited too long to find her. Now, that is some. if you are respond and you openly admitted that you waited to turn the searchlight on and gather your thought like that is something that i can say you might not have pushed her but you might have waited too long
0: yeah so what what's to blame for that you would say just that the crew
4: lack of alarmism
3: judgment robert wagner judgment
4: maybe the judgment was clouded by the alcohol i don't know but they on the show we're all about alarmism we're trying mm-hmm. to spread the word um, on that and how everyone should be alarmed, and these the and I, I think it all goes back to Hollywood misogyny. Why was there a lack of alarmism on this boat?
0: I mean, Hollywood misogyny is bad, but I I don't connect that to lack of alarmism on the night of a you know drunken. Catalina, mm-hmm. If anything, I would say maybe Catalina lifestyle was to blame and <laughs> if that's what we're saying. If the lack of alarmism is what we're sort of circling around, maybe we should revive Catalina lifestyle mm. because mm. Yeah. everyone seemed to be sort of resting on their laurels and you know there didn't there seems to be like okay we're all the way out here in catalina island let's relax nothing and matters yeah nothing matters and let's just yeah. get drunk and sort of everything will be fine it's sort of like- yeah be careful with your boat invites
3: like just be careful who you invite you know it <laughs> yeah. can okay. lead to anything
4: well i i feel pretty good about that so so what about this we we send a lack of alarmism slash Catalina Lifestyle to the Alarmist Jail and we slap every single person on that boat.
3: Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, I would slap them all. So I'm taking Catalina Lifestyle and putting it back on the board you know, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes
4: okay. that happens on the okay. show.
3: Slap them all. They're wasted. They had...
4: Eight Wake classes. up. You're wasted. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> are we... Is that like the official? Are we calling it or are we still kind chatting?
4: Yeah, I'm going to call it. Yeah, I'm going to call it. DeVerne walking. Wagner the whole boat crew you're getting the big slap the Catalina lifestyle and a lack of alarmism you're going to the alarmist jail and there you have it you know it's a mystery but it, it you know for now it's solved on the alarmist
0: well yeah we we have to we, we have to make our uh, decisions and I think we did a good one here
4: yeah, for now it is. And uh, Trevor, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, thanks for having you
3: me. You
4: know, we couldn't have uh, gotten to the bottom of the death of Natalie Wood without you. All
3: uh, right, I hope we got to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big shout out to Omron, uh, blood pressure monitor. Uh, don't forget to pick those up, uh, local CBS or Walgreens. I have nothing to do with the company. Just wanted to say thank you
0: to them.
4: <laughs> Just big fans out here. You got some big fans. Trevor's the God. only
0: one who gets to, like, sign off as, as the show's ended. I don't even know if I'm
3: allowed to do it. I could keep talking about this. I'm disturbed.
4: Though it has been several decades since Natalie Wood's untimely death, her family members still grapple with the shadow of her fame and the unanswered questions surrounding the sudden loss of their beloved mother, wife, and friend. Recently, there has been renewed attention on Robert Wagner as a person of interest in her death, though there has never been any evidence of foul play. Both of Wood's daughters, Natasha and Courtney, remain close with their father to this day. Go for who you think is to blame by going to TheAlarmistPodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist Thee on Twitter, at The Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at TheAlarmistPodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Capron Funicular Disaster.